0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full turns at mintmobile.com. This
1: is Reception Perception, the show. How? How? James Coe and Matt Harmon.
2: Kyle Phillips. this one's a little bit random, Matt. Uh, Kyle Phillips he sprained his MCL. Uh, He's a primary slot receiver there for Tennessee. I only bring it up because generally it's like it's Tennessee's passing offense. Who really cares? It's going to be Nuke all day. But I bring it up because Kyle Phillips sprained MCL. Traylon Burks sprained LCL. Both of those guys could miss the start of the season. And all of a sudden, it's just Nuke now, right? Like I looked at this roster and I'm like, who else do they even have? You want to, they've got three guys. They've got three guys with more than one career catch on their roster. Nick Westbrook-Akine, he had 25 receptions last year. Racy McMath, which, by the way, sounds like a learning tool. I mean, Racy McMath absolutely sounds like an online learning tool. Okay, He's got two receptions last year. And then Chris Moore from Baltimore played with Houston the last couple of years had 48 re- I actually did a double take I'm like he had 48 receptions last year Chris Moore that's unreal There was a there um, was a
1: time when he was like a DFS dart throw last year I do remember that with the Texans <laughs>
2: But 48, I'm like, he had 48 receptions. That's, I was surprised by that. No, that's how little we paid attention to Houston last year. But anyways, uh, Chris Moore's got 48 receptions last year. Nick Westbrook-Kircini, Rayson McMath, Chris Moore. Those are your other wide receivers with more than one career catch um, on the Tennessee Titans. I mean, legitimately, Nuke is going to see week one, he's going to see 20 plus targets. Because who else is going to do it? Who
1: else is going to see targets on that game, in that in that passing offense? I don't know. Yeah, Kyle Phillips, you mentioned a little random. I really like the player coming into the draft. He has dealt with injuries. I think he was like benched at yeah. one time his rookie year. Um, he's, a, he's a pure slot, right? Like a, a poor man's Hunter Renfro type of guy. Tiny, a tiny guy. Pure, pure slot coming out of UCLA. Um, yep. And you know, he wasn't going to be on the field a ton because he is a pure slot guy. He's not going to play in two receiver sets most likely. No. And this is a team that plays a lot of two tight ends, but it just reinforces the lack of depth this team has. I mean, hey, people were confused, like, why are they signing DeAndre Hopkins? Like, they need to be looking, you know, to tank. This is why, because they had no receiver depth. This this nothing. was their receiver depth chart before adding <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Could you imagine now if they these guys get banged oh up and God. Burks dealt with injuries as a rookie, uh, Phillips dealt with injuries as a rookie? And, yeah, yeah. at least now they have Hopkins who – is like you said, going to just walk into a boatload of targets week one. They did do a lot of. Finally, got Derrick Henry involved in like the screen game, swing passes. They're going to have to do more of that early on in the have season. To. And like Chigo Quanquo, I know some fantasy folks are like concerned about him playing in a full time role. Dude, they have to feature this guy because he was so explosive last year. The yards after catch stuff was impressive. It's a reason why he has like these crazy high yards per route run figures because he was, you know, big time in the in the after catch game. He's got to be. He's got to be that player. I think there's a chance he's just the second most valuable pass catcher on the team behind New New Hopkins, even when Traylon Burks is healthy. Uh, I think you know Chig can be that good. And and again, I've got some questions about like Burks' ceiling and what I said the the like with the Seattle where they have like a soft open season, you know, off opening Mm -hmm. season schedule. I Mm -hmm. mean, the, the not really as much for the Titans. They have the saints in week one. Uh, They're going to have a good defense. That's going to be like Marshawn Lattimore is just lining up against Deandre Hopkins. And they have, you know, they have good, they have good players on. I think their defense is going to be good again this year under Dennis Allen, you know, the chargers in week two, we'll see where they're at. Uh, Joey Bosa is healthy. they're, they're, Defense is gonna be better than it was last year. I mean, Brandon Saley, better freaking hope it is. They did start playing better defense <laughs> right. to end last year. Um, Cleveland, you know, week three we'll see, and then Cincinnati in week four. So it's not the softest opening schedule for Mike Vrabel and the boys in you know, it with the banged up receiver core.
2: I love Chig Okonkwo. I loved him last year. Um, he was one of these guys that uh, that I absolutely. Just look when you watch this guy play, he's a clear move tight end, as they say, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's 6'3, 235 pounds. So he's a little light in the britches to just play blocking tight end, right? Uh, But what he did at Maryland, go pop on his Maryland tape, man. Like this is what he does. He catches bubble screens, he runs little short routes, gets into the flat, and then just moves. You know, he's, he's a little bit of a chain mover. He's a little bit of an explosive yak guy. You know what I mean? This is what Chig does. So, yeah, no, I, I think absolutely the, the number two pass catching option on this offense as we sit here today in late August has to be Chig Oconquo. But, I mean, again, Nuke is probably going to see 20, <laughs> 20 targets week one, Chig. Uh, I don't know. If we're chasing targets, man, give me Chig Oconquo, you know, with eight plus targets in this passing game, too. Look, this this offense might go back to the stone ages, man. Like this might yeah. go back to like, you know, this might go back to like leather helmet style football, you know, like Dwight D Eisenhower, you know, era football here, you know, because that's that's what they have to do. I mean, that's what they have to what are they they really going to try to throw to Racy McMath, bro? Like that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. They're going to have you know, and the thing is too, their their running back room is interesting too, right? Like obviously they've got um Derek henry but but taishay spears bro yeah. like looking super explosive so again going back to that philosophy of do we just get our best players out there our best athletes out there well they're gonna figure out a way i mean they're not going three they're not going three wide we know that they're not running 11 personnel they don't have the the, the bodies to do it so they're going to maybe they maybe they go 22. I don't know. Maybe they figure out a way to get two tight ends and two running backs out there. And DeAndre Hopkins has their lone wide receiver. I don't know. Uh, but but that's what they're going to have to do, man. Maybe they go, you know, wing formation. I, they're going to have to figure something out, man, because they don't have the wide receiver depth uh, to run. Even two wide receivers out there is going to be is going to be problematic for Tennessee.
1: I mean, Dwight Eisenhower, General Dwight Eisenhower, in office from 1953 <laughs> to 1961. James says they're taking it back to That's Dwight it. Eisenhower That's uh, right. time period. I mean, the good thing with uh, the Tennessee Titans is for DeAndre Hopkins, like definitely a guy who's taken a step back as a player, but based on his reception perception profile uh, from from last year, can still win at a high rate on dig routes, 81.8% um, out routes, 91.7%. Those are going to be big time zone beating routes against on play action, stuff like that. And 82.4% success rate on curls. That's going to be big on these, um, you know, on, on against man coverage when they are definitely going to man up on these receivers. The other guys like Westbrook, Akina, and um, you know, racy McMath and the boys, you know? So I, I think Hopkins at least still to, can carry that load, but for this offense to, hit its ceiling and again I'm talking about him winning on like digs and curls here and I you notice I didn't mention a lot about the downfield routes so um, (laughs) I I think that's what we're going to be counting on here with this Titans offense they're going to look for big play like their chunk play their their best bet to get chunk plays might be those Derrick Henry screen passes and swing passes Mm -hmm. out of the backfield yeah absolutely um and I tell you what if this if the season gets sideways for him I really wouldn't
2: I really wouldn't mind seeing Malik Willis play a little bit more too. You're going to need a quarterback that can generate some yards on his own. And I I, I wonder, I just wonder if, if, Willis
1: might be that dude. I Look, I know he threw up all over himself last year. I, I get it. You know, <laughs> but again, he's a, rookie, He's at least, I think he's going to walk into the season as the number two ahead of Will Levis, you know, who's busy yeah. signing like lifetime deals with Hellman's Mayo or was it? Oh yeah. Did you see oh, yeah, that? Yeah, he yeah. signed a lifetime it, yeah. deal with the Mayo. Put it in the coffee. I mean, my he God. He puts Mayo bro. in the
2: coffee. Golly. Oh, that's a bridge too far. You know, for a minute there, I was doing the whole butter coffee thing. Uh but I stopped doing that too oh, but really? I I'm just like yeah w- by the way the butter coffee sounds disgusting I gave it a try and I'm like you know what this is actually pretty good
1: the butter coffee is actually what, pretty good Were you watching uh, like the Liver King videos you know cave caveman <laughs> style <laughs> Liver King,
2: oh my goodness! Uh, raise your hand if you're listening out there and you were expecting a Liver King
1: reference in today's show. Golly, I love it. Uh, I anyways, was very, di- I was very dialed in on Liver King content. Not, not like I'm out there, you know, with my ten, you know, the the, the ancestral tenants or whatever. But uh, I was very like. <laughs> <laughs> I used to joke to my wife, I'm like, I'm not gonna follow this guy on TikTok, but I'm gonna check okay. in every once in a while okay. just to see like go. what kind of outrageous yeah. shit he's up to. Oh, I mean, what God. a I, yeah, I can't believe I can't believe he was on steroids. Who didn't see that? Shocker, one? No. but shocker. I was Absolute very shocker. I was very dialed in on the Liver King for a while there, God. but uh, no. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The liver—it's
2: all natty. What are you talking about? All natty uh, with Liver King. No. Uh, anyways, he's just eating a bunch of liver out there. That's what's happening here. That's no, what it it's a uh, but and it's okay. right? Oof. Oof, golly rocky mountain oysters here we go um anyways all right we go from uh, one gross offense to another we go from tennessee which is probably the grossest offense in the well maybe arizona is pretty gross too anyways uh but we talk about carolina now dj chark uh injured a hamstring he's going to be banged up uh might miss some time might miss the beginning of the se- of the season here for carolina um man you know at least Tennessee has Nuke, I, and I know Nuke is, is an aging you know player right now. But you look at Carolina's depth chart, Matt. Oh boy, this one is uh, this one could be problematic for for the rookie quarterback in Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, maybe their number one, Jonathan Mingo, a rookie, unproven, and uh, and I know you you like Mingo, uh, but I think you'd be the first person to say he's got a ways to go in terms of being a developmental player here, um, and and just. Uh, who else do they got, man? Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, uh, All those guys is, are hurt, too. All, that, that's it, that's the right. Thing about Terrace Marshall's hurt. Is, LaVisca Chenault's
0: hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, even Demir Bird, who's back second time with the Carolina Panthers, is on IR. Uh, you know, Laviska Chenault, they've talked about in this like gadgety Debo Samuel type role. OK, uh, but he's in the concussion protocol. Terrace Marshall's missed multiple weeks and is not expected to be back super soon with a back injury. Right. As I always say, James, ain't nobody used to have a bad back. Once you have a bad back, Correct. you have a bad back. Um, so Terrace Mar- and Terrace Marshall would be the obvious replacement for DJ Chark because mm-hmm. DJ Chark, is, I mean, number one, he's, he's dealt with injuries for a long time now. Uh, this is not surprising that he's dealing with an injury, but he is a pure X receiver, and but is not a separator. Uh, he was, in fact, last among the receivers sampled for 2022 in success rate versus man, zone, and press. Oh, boy. So, yeah, oh boy. not great. Um, that's not-, not really what you want. <laughs> But no, he is at least a he's a ball winner downfield. You know, I almost thought like at some points, like if Terrace Marshall was showing well in camp, like maybe they should just play Terrace Marshall over DJ Chart because at least right. like he has. DJ Chark is a declining player. He his 2019 RP was good, but uh he's been, ever since then, just injuries and injuries and injuries have have stacked up for him. But again, he's a ball winner on the outside, can play that X receiver position. They don't want to play Mingo at X. I think that's wise. He needs to be an off ball. He, he's been a flanker and like a guy that's gonna move. He's similar to what we talked about with Lockett and Smith and Jigwa, where they're gonna have Adam Thielen and, and Mingo like rotate between flank or slot. Neither one of those guys is gonna be their ex. So, but their other only other ex is, is Terrace Marshall and he's not playing. So this is a problem. And the offensive line in Carolina in the preseason has been a huge problem, which is mm-hmm. crazy because I, I thought that might be the the saving grace of the, like why this is a good situation for Bryce Young. Because mm. obviously the receiver room might be the worst receiver room in the NFL even when all these guys are healthy and they're not healthy which makes it even more problematic but last year to end the season their offensive line was good but Iki Akonkwu or Iki Okwanu um has taken a step back based on his preseason play after starting his rookie season really rough but then finishing it really strong um this this that unit needs to be a lot better uh and if these receivers aren't healthy yo Miles Sanders is going to catch a lot of passes i know people in fantasy don't think he will because he didn't catch passes of course playing with Jalen Hurts and a great receiver right. before, but He's going to catch like 50 balls this year. Hayden Hurst, you know, who's not like a needle moving player is going to catch a ton of passes. So I don't know, man, this is not a, it's not shaping up to be an explosive offense in Carolina to say the least. No, Carolina is in trouble. Carolina is in trouble. I mean, they, they're, they're honestly, they could be looking at a number one pick Um, again. Well, I mean, no, they I mean, won't be because the that means the Chicago Bears will be looking at a number oh, one pick because they – Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> dude, Chicago. Chicago's happy as hell. Chicago's happy as hell. This offense looks so bad, dude. This offense looks I, really, really bad. I don't remember who I was having this conversation with, but um, I was definitely talking to somebody recently where – it's like I can just—I I know this is so fatalistic, and you know, for people that know me, I know I, I know I have a complicated relationship with the Carolina Panthers, so maybe this is sure. leading into it a little bit here. But um, <laughs> okay, I can just see it now. Like if if this doesn't, dude. I mean, oh by the way, like we're talking about bad offensive line and bad seal position players who don't get open. At least their quarterback isn't five nine and like one hundred ninety pounds. Oh wait, yes he is. Oh, um, God. I just can see this. I can. I feel like I can see the headline now. Like frank reich tell all you know in a few years i really wanted cj stroud anyways you know after getting fired as carolina panthers head coach right like i just i don't know man <laughs> I, the bryce young thing scares me and then uh um, the size stuff and and just if this ecosystem falls apart you know and they they don't have the necessary resources to go out and get like a true number one receiver next year i don't know man it makes me a little nervous Ah, uh, this team's going to be a disaster, and the sad part about it too is if their offense was
2: was even like league average, I think their defense is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. they're going to be behind the they're going to be behind the eight ball so often that they're statistically they're going to look bad. But I just think from a personnel standpoint, I think their defense actually has some some players on it, man. Oh They've yeah, got
1: some,
2: some real dogs. Oh yeah, Brian Burns, man, is just nasty, and, and he's like the best. He's got he's like one of the best players that. The, uh, like the more casual fan doesn't know about, it, but he's so good. He's so good, but he's just on such a bad team. You just would never know. Uh, but yeah, even in their defensive backfield, I I mean, I'm hoping JC Horn gets right at some point here, but Jeremy yeah. Chin's out there too. You know, man, they, these guys got some guys, man, you know, Shaq Thompson yeah. flying around. I know he's got some holes in his game too, but he's a good athlete. I don't know, man. It's if they had a league average offense, man, this, this defense I think could shine too and help carry them to some wins. But the way their offense is lined up right now, boy, I sure oh, golly, they 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 could be in a world of hurt, man. So, uh, don't have a lot of hope here for for Carolina. That is for sure. Okay, um, what about in terms of preseason clarity? I, you know, we talk about the Green Bay Packers a bit on this show, uh, but you know, it it seemed to me through their first few preseason games now, uh, you get a real sense of what their offense is going to look like come week one.
1: Yeah, I think we have some clarity that their top four pass catchers are clearly Christian Watson, who ran 100% of the routes with Jordan Love, uh, according to Dwayne McFarlane from Fantasy Life. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, uh, 100% of the routes with Jordan Love in the second preseason game. Jaden Reed, 67% with a 33% targets per route run. I think he's just going to eat targets as that slot receiver uh, mm-hmm. who, who, you know, maybe at some point overtakes romeo dobbs for the flanker position or, or but you know i listen romeo dobbs is at a good offseason so he's gonna have to like really lose has. that job i think and luke musgrave is gonna be the starting tight end another rookie and he ran 89 percent of the routes 38 targets per route run he's been you know just clearly one of jordan loves guys in the preseason so i i'm just I, the thing i wanted to bring this up is number one i think that was kind of like what we expected these these rookies were going to win these jobs and like that is it's, again it's such a young offense you yeah, know right. romeo dobbs obviously from a, um, a reception perception standpoint he didn't have a great year 51.9 percent success rate versus man coverage 75.2 percent success rate versus zone um, that success rate versus man was the second lowest only to dj chark among the guys sampled last year Oy. the success rate versus zone isn't great but it's not terrible um but you know, it's in the same rate, and there's some some guys that you that you would know, but still, I, I would I would note that like Dobbs's sample got worse after he came back from playing with a high ankle sprain. So maybe mm-hmm. if he's healthy in year two, like I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he's not like he doesn't have a high high ceiling. Obviously Christian Watson has the high ceiling, you know, Jaden Reed though. Again, I think he's in, there's, I'm not, I am not surprised based on Jaden Reed's reception perception profile that he's ready to start day one as a rookie Mm -hmm. as the slot receiver. Um, But my question here is just like Christian Watson who, you know, I I really like Christian Watson. I think he's a good player. Um, But is he going to really dominate the target share here? Or is this going to be a little bit more spread out on a team that we don't expect to, pass a ton with Jordan right. Love that's my kind of thing coming out of preseason you know I think obviously when Jordan or excuse me when Christian Watson hits you know when he hits he hits he's going to hit big um but you know I think that Jordan Love has shown a lot of connection with Romeo Dobbs that's been the report from the offseason It right. carried over into preseason I think he's got a good connection with all of these guys and I'm not saying he doesn't have a good connection with Christian Watson but I just wonder if Christian Watson is going to maybe be more like instead of what I think his, you know, like at least from a fantasy angle, people expect this, him to be like a 23, 24% target share guy. Is he more like a 19% guy and this ball gets spread around a little bit more? I kind of wonder if that's going to be the case uh, from a priest. At least what we've seen with uh, these guys, not this isn't really a thing about anti-Christian Watson. It's just, I think these other guys have really stepped up. Don't you
2: think it's also fair to wonder, um, reading Derek Klassen's profile on Aaron Rodgers. One of the lines that really stuck out to me was it was touchdown or checkdown for yeah. Aaron Rodgers, right? And so we know just historically watching Aaron Rodgers play, he loves 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 chucking it deep, right? Mm-hmm. And who's going to be his downfield guy? It's going to be Christian Watson,
1: obviously. Yeah, Christian Watson. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and so then when you look at his when you look at his, you know, route chart, um, Matt, everything in terms of deeper routes, the, the corner nine and post really good, uh, really good success rates across the board on deeper routes, but where you charted him in the intermediate area, not so good, right? Pretty good on the out route. That's fine. But he only ran 4% of his routes as an out route, right? When you're talking about anything above, you know, like seven, 8%, the dig route, he was below the NFL average, uh, was about average on the curl. But I think really what, what sets me back a little bit with Watson is, to your point, in terms of being a, a high target earner, it's like, can this guy improve on the slant route? Right, 73.3% yeah. success rate on the slant route was below league average, um, and 17% of his routes were on that slant. Right, So if he's going to earn these targets, he needs to get better in the short area of the field, and I just, at this point, not 100% sure Watson's that guy, Oh, by the way, I would also suggest that in this LaFleur offense, they're going to see a lot of short underneath stuff. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of short little checkdowns. Again, I think there's going to be some, you know, I think we'll see more curls um, than we've seen in previous seasons. I think we'll see some more comebacks, some more slants, some more underneath stuff I think is going to be featured more heavily uh, in this LaFleur offense. Now, Again, is Christian Watson that guy to to run those routes? I don't think he is. I don't know, Matt. Maybe that is a reason why um, Romeo Dobbs has gotten a little bit more work. But again, to your point, maybe that's why Jaden Reed ends up being one of the top target getters in this offense.
1: I really think everything you're saying there just lines up for... Look, and again, this isn't an anti-Christian Watson thing. It's just This is why I think Jaden Reed is going to be a really important player for them this year. Uh, 84.6% success rate on digs, 84.8% success rate on curls, um, you know, the flat route underneath stuff, as you mentioned from the slot, 88.9% success rate on flat routes for Jaden Reed. And we know, again, he's starting as the slot receiver, but yeah. this is a guy who is not a slot only player. The fact that hes they're getting him a role because they needed slot help. Guys like we mentioned at the top of the show, Lazard who played slot, Randall Cobb who played slot, those guys are gone um, to the point that now Jaden Reed's got to be that guy. This is how they get him on the field. But Jaden Reed had an 87th percentile success rate versus press in his college profile, 77.8%. Only behind Jackson Smith and Jigba among Ooh. the guys charted from the twenty twenty-three NFL draft class. I think mm. Jaden Reed right now is still being slept on a little bit as a day one impact guy and potentially by the second half of the year. Look, if 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 Jordan Love is good, I get that part <laughs> of it. That's another <laughs> yeah. still big outstanding question about this, sure. although he has had a good 100%. preseason. I, I think Jordan Love is going to lock in on Jaden Reed, and and this guy's going to be good. And in in, again, day one impact guy, but maybe second half of the year, he could be somebody that's earning a lot of targets, earning a lot of targets there.
2: I I have read and seen online. I want to get your take on this, and we'll move on. Uh, that Green Bay may be one of um, could potentially be like a a fantasy undervalued offense. Would you agree with that? Because I, I everyone knows my take on it, which is no, I don't think so. Um, I think they're being valued properly. I think everyone is is slotting in where, where they're at. Um, I think Jaden Reed, as you mentioned, he's just I mean, he's free on draft boards. If you want to take a you know, dart throw at him, I love that call. You know me. I love, to, you know, dark horses and, and deep sleepers. But no, I don't think the Green Bay offense is being slept on. Um, I think they're being ranked appropriately. And as a matter of fact, because they're one of the premier teams uh, in the NFL, maybe it's the other way. Uh, maybe they're being overvalued just a touch, just a skosh, uh, just given that they're just one of the preeminent teams in the NFL. I don't know. What's your take on the green Bay offense ecosystem as a whole?
1: Well, obviously the one guy that, that is getting, uh, you know, some love here is Christian Watson. And I think that's, what's interesting here is the gap between, all, like Christian Watson going off the board as the 50th overall player uh, in drafts. 50th uh, overall player uh, in drafts. And then everybody else, though, you got to go way down from a receiver standpoint. Obviously, Aaron Jones is going pretty high, too. Um, right. AJ Dillon's still up there. But, like, Romeo Dobbs, 142nd overall in consensus ADP. Jaden Reed, freaking 225th uh, overall in consensus ADP. Uh, Luke Musgrave still remains mega, mega underrated uh, as the 189th overall player tight end 24 so i don't Mm -hmm. know i think that the only guy who's really getting a ton of steam here is christian watson and and uh you you know you you have to believe that that jordan love and this packers offense is going to be good if if he's going to work that out so um yeah i i'm uh i don't know i'm with you that i'm skeptical but I'm a little I, – I like Matt LaFour better than you do. I like the play designs better than you do and the play call and the sequencing a little bit better than you do. And mm-hmm. I, I can tell myself a story where I know obviously they're not going to be better than they were if Aaron, with Aaron Rodgers gone. Yeah. But that they at least like – I mean you know how it is with Rodgers. He wants to do things his way. He wants yes. – uh, like there was some give and take. With the play calling a little bit there between Rogers and Lafleur, I like what Lafleur does a little bit better. So um, I, I'm I don't think they're the value, they're the value offense in fantasy this year. I kind of think that's the Steelers. God help me. Um, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of in the middle there. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey Company.